Hello and welcome to Hands Up, the education podcast that takes a light-hearted look at all the quirks that make being a teacher, an educator or just part of a school a truly unique experience. My name is Jordan Firth, I'm a Year 2 teacher and BBC Bite Size presenter and I'm joined by fellow teacher and not a BBC presenter, <laughs> co-host and co-creator Mark Tomlinson. Just say hello there Mark, you remember? Oh yeah, sorry, for <laughs> such a long time Jordan. Hello. In in this episode, Mark will be looking at Greyfriars from the Billy Bunter novels in his famous fictional school. In my brand new feature, Ask Year Two, we'll find out what my Year Twos would wish for. And for our teach talking point, we're discussing parental curriculum complaints. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Uh, it's great to have you with us, so sit down, cross your legs, or make sure your chair's tucked in. Four legs, Mark, and let's get started. Hey there, Mark. Hello, Jordan from the BBC. <laughs> I, I discussed with you off air whether I should keep that in, and you said yes, and now I'm starting to regret it. Yeah, because it's going to be a running joke throughout this episode and future episodes. It's been um, almost a full year since we were able to sit down together in the same room mm. and record a podcast, mm-hmm. and we were sort of talking off mic. This is so much has happened since then. Um, and obviously we don't need to go into details. We know how hard it's been for schools, the country with all the challenges of the pandemic. So it's just been quite nice as I've been kind of preparing for the return of the podcast and looking ahead that we can go back to kind of what made us, I don't know, just love being in the classroom and love doing this podcast. And that's just for normal day to day life mm-hmm. within a school, like certain restrictions, precautions, I'm sure have remained for loads of people but it's so nice to barely even think about them now we're back so I'm really pleased that we're back getting to do this and you and I have said before that doing this podcast has been a bit like therapy sometimes for us in quite like a positive way to let off steam by poking fun at the stresses and ridiculousness of times at at times of school and and of your (laughs) relationship failings (laughs) so I think releasing that stress in this positive way uh, through this rather than sort of letting it you know consumers and I feel like I feel like I've missed that this last year Mm -hmm. so as we've always said as long as we enjoy doing it and at least one person out there is listening to this and enjoying it then it's worth it and and we'll keep doing it so if you're a returning listener then thank you so much it's great to have you back and if you're a new listener then welcome Um, this podcast is ridiculous and you won't learn a thing but hopefully it'll make you think ah, it doesn't just happen to me and uh and you'll enjoy it so that's my little bit of sincereness i love that with. it's nice it suits your sincerity i think does it I, yeah yeah it, it didn't feel right doesn't doesn't come too easy does <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> but uh it, it, it looked good it looked good on you thank yeah, you yeah <laughs> i look more i looked uh, i look forward to more episodes of sincerity so i've got a brand new feature replacing my top five countdowns called ask year two where each week i'll ask my year two class of six and seven year olds some big old questions and we'll get children's perspective on things i'm also going to make use this to make my case as to why year two is one of the best year groups to teach but this week i'm almost going to treat it like a, a pilot episode of it because this idea came from when um Mrs. Bamforth, the legendary person who covers actually both of our PPA mm-hmm. uh, and one of my favourite people in the world, did a lesson with my class and they were writing a wish on a star. Now, I was reading through some of these wishes and I just thought <laughs> some of them were great. So this first 
ask year two feature is is within the context of a lesson. So I've not asked them a question just to get a reaction or some laughs for a podcast or anything like that, which I'm sure I will do eventually. These answers are just what they thought. Yeah, this is right for this lesson. They didn't do it with me. And you know, Mrs. Bamford, like she will try and get the best out of them and to get like the nicest answers and stuff. So um, here's what they wished for. Um, I will add that I've assigned names to these children, but they're not their real names, just to make that clear. GDPR or that sort of stuff. Protect the innocent. Exactly. It's not their real names. Um, so the first one, well, we got sort of your standard answers you would expect from a six and seven year old. You know, Zara, I wish they were unicorns. And Ava, I wish I lived in a candy world, like impractical mm. wishes yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. You know, yeah, yeah. that it's quite selfish, really, mm-hmm. because that's going to affect everybody. Mm. Um, Ron said, I wish that <laughs> Ron <laughs> what do you think of the name brilliant so far <laughs> Ron clearly my favourite Ron Ron says I wish I wish I was a bear so I can hibernate which I think is a one I can relate to the most mm. out of all those I like I like that bears hibernate in winter as well because I feel like I hibernate the most in summer you know like in the summer holidays is probably when I do most of my catching mm. up on sleep and stuff mm. whereas I feel like if we're allowed to hibernate over winter, I actually might make the most out of my summer holidays. So I think, I think bears have got it right. I'd mm. quite like to be a bear. What um, what cheese would you use to coax a bear out of hibernation? Go on, come on, bear, <laughs> come on, bear. <laughs> I almost, you know what? I almost kind of knew you'd have some thoughts on a joke. What about, about a bear? Yeah, I, I did. In my head, I thought, he's going to come in with it. Noah says, I wish there were no poor people, which to me sounds a bit threatening. <laughs> it's like that um, that conservative poster on the tube that time that mm. kind of went viral. I think it was fake, actually, but uh, that said, we aim to cut homeless people in half by 2022. <laughs> like that sort of like, sinister undertone. <laughs> I wish there were no poor people. Like, <laughs> disgusted by them. <laughs> Um, oh, his heart's in the right place, is. though, Noah, isn't it? it is. he, clearly, it... he's not going to join the Conservative Party. I was going to say, it's either that or he is a, a Tory. Or he is in, the, in the making. Poor people get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah says, I wish I was ladybird-sized so I could fly and cheer people up. Um, which, I feel like, only as a child could you want something so sort of innocent and whimsical. Again, I feel like children are pretty selfish, aren't they? Um, you know, nothing about ending the pandemic mm, stopping the climate no, crisis mm. and world hunger i just want to be ladybird size cheer people i just want to be a small comedian they essentially are just asking to be ronnie corbett <laughs> aren't do, they? Do, do ladybirds cheer people up um are you cheered up by a ladybird Jordan? i even when you see a ladybird are you cheered up I, do you know what? Even sort of now i've turned 30 i think yeah if i see a ladybird mm-hmm. i'll be like oh ladybird there I think it does get like yeah, get that reaction out of me. It does cheer children up, don't they? They love seeing a ladybird. I, until I like ladybirds until they open their wings and then they're terrifying. Yeah, they're like weird, aren't they're, they? they're yeah, yeah. horrific mm-hmm. with yeah. with those open. Yeah. Okay. Elsie, yeah. um, I wish everyone could stay alive. Clearly, no thought there for the environment, <laughs> no, overpopulation no. for the planet, the logistics of that, Elsie. Can I just, are, are, are your class the cast of Coronation Street from 1973? <laughs> Why? 
LC, ROM. I'm sure there's a ROM in Conan. Have you got a Hilda and Stan coming up next? Ken, say. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bear that in mind. Next week, I'll try and... um, I'll try and... the ante yeah, yeah. With, with names. With I'll names, try and make them a bit more 2021. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to the teaser talking point for this week because the initial tweet that um, sort of prompted me to, to do this and that we've used the replies from, I absolutely love. So Chris Yules, at Chris Yules, said... I once had a parental complaint that I taught children how vast space is and couldn't I tone it down a bit as it was a bit too much. <laughs> Can you top that? I get, I love that. Like, I mean, I guess it is kind of daunting, isn't it? When you um, try and comprehend just how vast and empty and endless space is. Um, so basically he's, he's given a child an existential crisis is what's happened to it. Like the parent being like, he just used to talk about football and now he's sat up there contemplating his own existence and <laughs> trying to make sense of it all. <laughs> Bloody teachers. <laughs> so, and some of the replies to this were great. It basically just became sort of a a thread of, of parental complaints, mainly about sort of the curriculum and, and stuff like that. Um, at Pandora B14 says, a parent said her year five could tell the time before she came into my class. So I'd actively sucked for knowledge from the child, apparently. <laughs> I've I've had that before, Mark. Have you? A parent saying something. Like, they could do that. They knew this before they came into your class. Like quite often. With things like reading, maybe like reading stages or like time or like math, things like that. But yeah, basically you anti-taught them. <laughs> Just sat there losing brain cells by the hour, like <laughs> me watching Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, at WendyK101 said, <laughs> I had a complaint from a reception new starter parent when I refused to honour their request and never tell him that he'd started school. She told him he'd be going to a play gym every day. <laughs> I told her he'd probably suss it out quite quickly when he couldn't find the ball pit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lengths parents will go to oh, to like, overly protect yeah. their children. Okay. I feel like it's, I mean... That is obviously that's kind of like a parental issue, or maybe even like a like a media issue in that clearly that child's experience of school and how he's seen school either mm. in the media or from his mm. parents or whatever he consumed is clearly been portrayed in a really negative mm. light, like it's this terrifying yeah. place. So I, I feel like that's that's kind of on them, like that he's so terrified of school. <laughs> he's been watching programs like I don't know demon headmaster or, <laughs> or early episodes of grange hill yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um at joshua segal says um someone was once very unhappy when i said that humans are a type of animal <laughs> which we're teaching them <laughs> we're in it, <laughs> The kids are always proud, aren't they, when you say, can you um, can you give me an example of a mammal? Yeah. Human! Human, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do carnivores and omnivores. Can you name an example of an omnivore? Yeah. Humans. Yeah. Like, it, it, they find it so <laughs> novel that, that. that we've been spoken, like, in that way. Indeed. Passed <laughs> um, alongside a polar bear and a fox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> At Alien Wife 99 said that, um, this is a, obviously the parent, Teachers at the school don't have a can-do attitude. They should drive to school however bad the snow is, as cars have good crumple zones these days, so they probably wouldn't even get hurt if they crashed. 
<laughs> um, she gives good gifts at Christmas. <laughs> at Minnie Lebowski says, a complaint that I wasn't able to warm up the child's snack in a microwave. In brackets, fruit. <laughs> mm, warm, warm fruit. <laughs> uh, at Mr. B underscore online said, I once had a complaint that I hadn't informed the parents of a specific event. I printed off the newsletter and showed that, that it was clearly on there. It's on page two. No one reads page two, she said. <laughs> Which is true. It's true, isn't it? Everyone knows all the good stuff's on the front page of the newsletter. Come on. <laughs> heaven, I mean, heaven help anyone that's that where their newsletter goes across like three pages. Oh, that is not getting read. Not so. Yeah, the poor caretaker's birthday. <laughs> celebrated 25 years at the school. yeah not interested <laughs> um, at gothic lit cat says a parent once complained that I was pregnant because it was an inconvenience an inconvenience because she believed into your maternity yeah so that actually that wasn't the only there were quite a, a number of parental complaints where members of staff are going off for like really legitimate reasons mm-hmm. so either they're pregnant um, yeah, like I said, maternity leave, had an operation, yeah, something, you know, really, and, and the parents are just like, <laughs> there was one, I've not written down, there were paints, one tweet that said that they'd gone off for like um, an operation, like some, like a really serious medical thing. Mm-hmm. And when they came back, the only feedback was that it was really inconvenient and the class were really badly behaved. That's from a parent, like, the class were really badly behaved while you were gone. Like that was it, not are you okay? Yeah, yeah. like that. How did the operation go? <laughs> I like this one. At Mrs. T. Zoo says, a parent complained that I'd told her child off for graffitiing a tree in permanent marker. She agreed that she'd done it, but was really cross that I hadn't specifically told her child not to the graffiti trees beforehand, so it was my fault. <laughs> Can you imagine how long we'd be there if you just listed all the things that children shouldn't <laughs> specifically <exactly>. do? <laughs> Don't graffiti trees. <laughs> do not cover that in your class rules at the start of the year. It's usually right up there. It's right. <laughs> we always have kind hands. We never graffiti trees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and this week's golden certificate winner is uh, Kirsty because this week she didn't. For <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> always showing our school rules of not graffitiing trees. <laughs> um, at Swales Ruth says, uh, just remembered the complaint about our Christmas around the world concert. Apparently, everyone knows Christmas is English. I had to explain that Bethlehem isn't in the UK. <laughs> um, 11-year-old allegedly didn't know that chicken was chickens and that beef was cows. Went home shook. Cue a very angry dad. I f- like, I feel like a lot of these are parents getting really, really angry here for just like at- teaching children. <laughs> <laughs> and quite often things that they probably should be aware of by now. Um, oh, this one. <laughs> I don't know how you have the the brass to complain about this. I've been asked to make historical topics more happy and less miserable. We were doing the Holocaust at the time, so I'm not sure how I could have done that, to be honest. Oh, my God. Right? I mean, there's a tricky one, isn't it? I don't know. Of course know. it is, yeah. Auschwitz the musical. I don't particularly think there's an appropriate angle you can go with there to make oh my God. the Holocaust happy more happy and less miserable that is 
I mean, that uh, that is just an outrageous kind of. It'd be like, interesting to know what that particular teacher said to that parent. How did yeah. they respond to that? Other than a kind of because I'd have called them are being serious <laughs> kind of look, like on your, like I I could probably. <laughs> I've I've not missed. I'm gonna have to bleep that. I'm gonna. I've not missed having to bleep things out. <laughs> Sorry. I do. I I feel like you can obviously say one thing and be really. You know, you can hold your professionalism. Yeah. Quite often, yeah, yeah. you've seen me in staff meetings. Quite uh, often, yeah, my yeah. face gives a game away, and yeah, I don't yeah. know how you can no. kind of. You'd be terrible at poker. <laughs> yeah, I would. We should play poker. <laughs> yeah, let's play poker. This is why you're not on the <laughs> staff wellbeing committee. <laughs> um, at Mrs. L. Geary said, I was told due to COVID, I shouldn't have mentioned that Christ died when teaching the Easter story. We should have adapted it and said he got a bit ill. <laughs> Jesus was tired, so he went up on the cross for a while. <laughs> then he went for a lie down in a cave. <laughs> the worst IKEA bed. <laughs> Maybe the easiest IKEA bed to construct. Absolutely. However, yeah. probably the most uncomfortable IKEA bed. In three days, he woke up from his nap. <laughs> Thought right as right. He did the lateral flow test and then went to see all his followers. <laughs> um, at Mr. Will Teach, my son's coat is wet because you let him go out at break time in the rain. I treated this complaint with professional apathy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's something we need to introduce into our working day, Jordan. Professional apathy. (laughs) Um, At Miss underscore Powell, a parent once complained that when I'd seen her in the supermarket, there was alcohol in my basket and that it was irresponsible. What are your thoughts on that, Mark? Well... As you all know, I live in the community. So do you, actually. You live in the community. I don't see you around the community. No, I actively try and avoid the community. Whereas you, I think you embrace it a lot more than I do. You see, I think think it's a good idea to put alcohol in in your basket whilst Mm -hmm. you're in Sainsbury's local because it's... It's highlighting to the parents what you like to drink. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good point. That's a really good uh, point. Because I like to walk around with um, like TVs and stuff in my basket and games consoles. This is the sort of thing that I'm into. I remember Peter Kay saying that after the whole garlic bread thing, he kept getting offered like garlic bread in Mm. restaurants and it was going to change his new cat fridge to like, Plasma, plasma <laughs> TV for free. <laughs> I I feel like everything in me would be would have to stop myself from saying, and it would be out of mm. school, but it'd be like I teach your child what like, this is. This is what you expect. <laughs> you live with him or her. This, this gets me through the day. Yeah. No, I don't drink during the day. Obviously, no, no, no. no, no. At Kate H one four nine seven eight nine three zero. If you want to go follow her, they're a very specific Twitter <laughs> handle. There are they usually the Twitter handles of bots? They are, or just like trolls and yeah, stuff. Like yeah, yeah mm-hmm. telling people mm-hmm. what about International does, Men's does Day Kate, or all like Does Kate one three four two one six seven? Mm, that's a good effort. 
Does she have many followers? Would you know that? Her, um, her Twitter name is followed by a Union Jack flag, and she says something about sovereignty in her <laughs> in her bio. Yeah, at Miss H hashtag Brexit Union Jack flag. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna follow her. <laughs> I once had a parent furious at me for wanting to take her child and the rest of the class um, on a geography trip to the New Forest when he could see perfectly well what it looked like using Google Maps. <laughs> now, I did wonder your thoughts on that as a forest school kind of <laughs> guru. Can we not just look at it on, <laughs> on Google Maps on the smart board? <laughs> this is a tree. Don't graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> Don't graffiti that tree. <laughs> at Jane Teach. My friend had a comp a parent complained because she was teaching about a balanced diet and the child had asked for an apple in his lunchbox. There's another one that kind of is similar. So at B flown far says uh, during a DT unit on fruits of the world, one mum wrote in to say her daughter probably wouldn't try anything and she hates all fruit. The daughter tried everything. And then mum came in to complain that her daughter had started asking for fruit at home. And did I know how expensive lychees are? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, at Louise D seven eight two one, so the dad complained that his son came home with his shoes on the wrong feet. You would have to pee. Said that I would be responsible in later life for his son's feet being deformed. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, um, what a clown! Yeah, some some good ones there. Mm, um, the, that's good. The sort of ones that kind of <laughs> make you think, ah. Oh, it's not all bad <laughs> all the time when you're dealing with parents in your class, isn't it? <laughs> Mark, let's take a look at your famous fictional school. Now, before we do this, um, for any new listeners that we may have, or for any returning that have kind of forgot, and I haven't had to use this yet, which mm. is quite good, um, but I've got this with me today, which you commented, I've had it for ages now, and you commented that you'd never actually seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which just goes to show how long it's been since we've recorded an episode kind of together. Yeah, yeah. That you've of not course, seen yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, for anyone, for anyone that doesn't know, God. you need to put a Sid James laugh track in there. <laughs> so, it's, like, it's like being in the staff room. You can't say anything, can you? In a, in a primary school staff uh-huh. room, you can't uh-huh. hear anything. Um, for anyone that doesn't know about it, Mark, there's a there's a small age gap, isn't there, between you and I, Mark? <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, God love you for saying that, actually. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes I don't always understand Mark's um, references. So whenever he makes a reference that I don't get, it's a ding on the bell just because I kind of mm. I don't want to interrupt his flow, flow. by saying I don't yeah, get that. So, um, we'll see if any crop up here I, I i won't do it straight away so the the famous fictional school you're looking at is Greyfriars from billy bunter novels which saying that just feels w- weird because i've literally never you could you literally could have made that up mark <laughs> and you just this is something it is a fictional school because i've made it up in my own head <laughs> so i'm trusting you on this um over to you go with it have you have you ever heard the saying the past is a foreign country jordan Well, I want you to have this well-known phrase in mind as we take a closer look at the fictional English public school, Greyfriars, used extensively as a setting in the Billy Bunter series of novels. Cool. We'll take a closer look at Bunter and his pals shortly. But before we do, 
Let's start with the unsung heroes of any school. The governors. <laughs> the board of governors at Greyfriars included members such as Sir Hilton Popper, Colonel Wharton and Major Cherry. Now, regular listeners of Hands Up Pod will know these are three of the non-diplumes used by my fellow Hands Up presenter, Mr Jordan Firth from the BBC, when he <laughs> used to write erotic online fiction prior to becoming a teacher. Now, I appreciate Jordan is not one for blowing his own trumpet, but did you know his most popular book, Tempting the Kitty, was shortlisted for a Rita Award in 2014? Alas, he was pipped to the prize by Kimber White's Lorks Alordi, My Bottoms on Fire. <laughs> now, if you don't mind, Jordan, as a little break from this fictional school segment, yeah. I wonder if you'd allow me to read a brief excerpt from Tempting the Kitty. <laughs> I think the ever-expanding Mr Firth from the BBC <laughs> fan club would appreciate it. <laughs> so why not pause the podcast, run yourself a deep bath... Maybe light a Joe Malone scented candle or two. And as you lie in your hot bath, surrounded by your live, laugh, love prince, <laughs> close your eyes and listen to these beautiful words from Sir Hilton Popper, Mr. Jordan Jeez. <laughs> from the BBC. <laughs> the actual lovemaking was a series of cryptic clues and concealed pleasures. A sensual treasure hunt. She asked for something, then changed her mind. He made adjustments and calibrations, <laughs> awaited further instructions. More than torrid, more than tropical, they, were too, they too were riding the equator. <laughs> Beautiful stuff, I'm sure you'd agree. And if this teaching lark ever gets too much, Jordan, then I'm sure our listeners would agree there's an audience out there for your sensually charged stories of sex, passion, <laughs> and imaginary lines around the planet. I've got tears and I can't decide if they're happy or <laughs> whether I'm just... Anyhow, oh I, I digress. The novels, no, we're back to Greyfriars Grey now, if you're listening in the bath and uh, not Jaws and stuff. And anyway, there's time for that stuff later, so uh, oh, just hold, hold fire. They followed the lives of Billy Bunter and his friends and were very much of their time, as you'd be hard-pushed to hear school children of today uttering phrases such as I say you fellows! and exclamations such as Beast! Yaroo! Blimey! and Crikey! Interestingly, the term Crikey got the makers of the TV adaptation of the Bunter series into trouble when an Enfield vicar criticised it for bad language and noting the vulgar term Crikey was used 13 times in one episode. Wow. If anything, the irate vicar should have been writing a strongly worded letter about Billy Bunter's great adversary, the gimlet-eyed form master, Mr Quelch. <laughs> Mr Quelch. Mr Quelch. Say with me, Jordan. Mr Quelch. Is a far more, is far more vulgar than the word crikey. Though granted, I am getting my definition for quelch from the Urban Dictionary and not the Oxford English Dictionary. As for crikey, I use the word crikey about a dozen times a day, yeah, often followed by the name Charlie or O'Reilly. Crikey, O'Reilly, can we turn the noise levels down a touch? Crikey, Charlie, can we stop fidgeting about on the carpet? Crikey, O'Reilly, which toilet have you been to? The one at Paddington Station? 
Crikey, Charlie, how long does it take to sharpen a pencil? Crikey, O'Reilly, stop swinging on your chair. Crikey, Charlie, how many more times it's corn dippers or fish fingers? <laughs> Crikey, O'Reilly, just put the single staple in the bin. Crikey, Charlie, where have all the glue lids gone? Actually, you know what, Jordan? <laughs> I've just pinpointed why my behaviour management is so poor. <laughs> I've never had a Charlie or an O'Reilly in my class, so no wonder the kids in my class keep dicking about. They think I'm bollocking someone called Charlie and not them as they saunter back from the toilets or sit fiddling with a piece of tat they've found on the carpet. Actually, I wonder whether replacing the term crikey with the aforementioned quelch might be the answer <laughs> no. to my behaviour management issues. Oh, you silly little quelch. There's milk all over the carpet. Go and get a paper towel. Stop being such a quelch and go and find someone else to play with. Stop quelching around and get that insert stuck in. Anyhow, another thing about the do-gooding vicar of Enfield. I don't remember him firing off a missive to the editor of the Enfield Independent after finding out that one of Billy Bunch's school chums, Hurry Singh, an Indian boy, was known as Inky. Where was Vicar of Enfield's outrage then? Or when the Greyfriar bullies used derogatory terms such as chunker, jelly belly, lard bag, fatzilla, wild snorlax, cake tits, salad dodger, two-stooler, blobstickle to belittle the rotund butler? Bunter. Sorry. But Mark, I hear you say, the past is a foreign country. They do things differently there. And I agree. I mean, the past was the time where they, they gave Jimmy Savile the keys to a hospital and directed statues to commemorate slave traders. And I am sure when he hears this podcast, the broadcaster and full-time tip rifle, Piers Morgan, will probably turn to Twitter and accuse me of being woke. Well, I'm with Kim Wagner the Professor of Global and Imperial History at Queen Mary University of London, who says we are not responsible for the past, but we are responsible for what we choose to remember and what we choose to forget. Well, I'm choosing to remember the vicar from Enfield, who spent time complaining about the word crikey and not the use of racial slurs and bullying. And I am choosing to forget, oh, the fact that I'm supposed to be talking about the fictional school grave <laughs> I was just thinking... <laughs> Uh, uh, so, okay, so for those who are here for that, Ray Fry School, fictional school, in your school, used a set in the Billy Bunter series of novels by the writer Charles Hamilton, who worked under the nom de plume of Frank Richards. The school's grounds lie just north of the fictional village of Friardale and south of the equally fictional Courtfield Common. Its proximity to the sea and the nearby location of Hopfields indicate that the author very clearly had a location in Kent in mind, and this is borne out in the school's address. No, you're reading this straight from Wikipedia. <laughs> Crikey, Charlie. It's Jordan. Oh, shut up, you quelch. <laughs> Qu <laughs> quelch would be, I am all for us starting to use that around school mm. and just sort mm -hmm. of getting the vibe of who mm -hmm. might listen to the podcast. Yeah. Which <laughs> we know. Um, I'm, all for, <laughs> yeah, I'm all for starting to use that in school. Quelch, one of those words that... Um, People that would inevitably, if it was sort of more widely used in society, one of those words that people love to jump on the cliche of saying, I hate that word. Yeah, yeah. One of my pet peeves mm -hmm. is when someone says the word moist and then people are like, 
uh, moist. I can't stand that word. Mm. And why? Mm. It, I, I, I don't, I don't get it other than the fact that everybody else says that they don't like the word and, moist. And it's fine. It's a great way to describe a cake. Um, Paul Hollywood did it just the other day. Did, didn't he? He referred to somebody's cake as being moist. Did he Sheesh. use the word quelch? <laughs> no, nor did they use the word crikey, which apparently was vulgar back in those days. I, yeah, I was I was thinking as you're saying that, that is certainly part of your vocab, mm, crikey. Yeah, you use crikey, it quite a lot. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, crikey. I quite like that word. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I just feel about blimey. Yeah, I think blimey sounds more vulgar than crikey. Blimey. blimey. I can, but I can imagine a vicar saying blimey. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps. I'd be like, it'd be yeah. like... Yeah. In a really sort of posh vicar voice. Mm-hmm. Blimey. Blimey, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did you hear my posh voice then? I wonder if the BBC... Are the BBC looking for um, announcers? Could you put a good voice? I'm putting a good voice for you. Oh, yeah, sure, John. <laughs> and now, um, BBC One. <laughs> um, Sean Bean. Oh, is it Sean Bean? Or is it Seen Bean? Or is it Sean Bourne? It can't that. be Sean Bean. No, it's one or the other. It's got to be one or the other. I, if I, I'd choose Sean Bourne. I quite like Sean Bourne. I'd use Sean yeah, Bourne yeah. Well, if I was No, nope, you never, you never pronounce it seen anyway, do you? No. The, the, that particular name, yeah, it's yeah. always Sean anyway. Seen being seen. <laughs> seen. <laughs> quite, I, very different. Sean Bourne is kind of, you'd be more like, um, like a, a James Bond mm. sort of reactor. Yeah, Sean yeah, Bourne, yeah, like yeah, a Sean yeah. Connery. Sean, Sean, Sean Bourne. Bourne. Seen being like more comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. if you're ever looking for a, Stage name, yeah. Seen Bean is that Mr. Bean's first name? Seen <laughs> Mr. S. Bean, Seen Bean. Maybe Do we it's... ever know where's this podcast going? Do we ever find out in the in the Bean films and TV series? And, Listen to our animated. sister podcast, Finding Mr. Bean, uh, <laughs> for hourly long episodes where we delve into Mr. Bean's dark backstory, <laughs> trying to find dive. out what is his first name. <laughs> If anybody does know, answers on a postcard. Yeah, please. Um, All the Mr. Bean fans. Yeah, out there, yeah. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Give us a follow on Twitter at HandsUpPod. Uh, keep an eye out for all of our posts on there and we might just feature you on the podcast. And if you enjoyed it, pass it on to another teacher or educator or anyone else you feel might enjoy listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Give us a quick rating if you can, or even better, leave us some feedback with your preferred podcast provider. That's all for this one. Class dismissed. Oh, it's good to be back. What are you up to tonight? I'm uh, going out for a drink actually with some friends from Media City. Uh, Gary Lineker, Alexander Armstrong. He's a quelch. <laughs>